podcast, a podcast about music, health, wellness, and activism that will help you to find balance between life as a musician and self-care through health and wellness. I'm your host, Jazzy Piggott, a tuba player, composer, certified personal trainer, writer, and podcaster based in Baltimore, Maryland. Today on this week's solo episode, I will be discussing celebrating your successes that is why it's important and how you should be doing that because you should be doing that. In general, we spend way too little time celebrating things. Oftentimes people only celebrate holidays or they celebrate their birthdays and that's kind of it. You're just waiting for those landmark dates. However, most people have success in their lives and you should be celebrating those little successes that happen. Because often people move on from one success to the next success without stopping. And this is called, I heard the term in um, Dr. Joy Harden Bradford's podcast, Therapy for Black Girls, called Celebration Procrastination, which I'm definitely a victim of, of doing. It's basically you'll get one success and then you'll push off uh, celebrating your success to the next success because you just think, oh, well, you know, I have this next success, so I'm just going to wait till I have a bunch of successes all up my belt and then I'll do it. But if you defended your master's thesis, gave a recital, got a new job and did all these things within a week, they each deserve their own level of celebration because they are each huge accomplishments. And by pushing off the celebration, you are minimizing the success. Over time, that this can create a feeling of monotony or burnout because you're not giving yourself a chance to rest. You're not training your body that, hey, when I do something good and I accomplish something, that means that I get something good out of it. You're not training your body to know that. So you're constantly working really, really hard and you're not really reaping the benefits of any of your labors. So when I talk about celebrating success, uh, there are two ways of celebrating successes. You can be celebrating your past successes and you can be celebrating your present successes. Celebrating your past successes is definitely something that people well, they'll underestimate too. And that's just taking a look back at how far you've come. I mentioned doing this before on the podcast. Uh, I don't remember which episodes exactly, but I mentioned it in a few where I talk about how looking at the things I've done in the last year has given me a new perspective of where I should be right now and how that's helping me move forward despite the depression that I'm finding myself in. So it's important to celebrate your past successes because acknowledging what you accomplished in the past can give you a sense of accomplishment. If you realize that you did get through a huge hurdle a few months ago, then getting through the next hurdle doesn't seem like that much of a struggle anymore. Or conversely, it might make you feel just, yeah, I did that. Yeah, I ran a half marathon three weeks ago. I did do that. (laughs) And it it just taking the realization to actually acknowledge the things that you have done can 
just keep you going and ignite some level of passion, just an accomplishment that will push you forward rather than letting you sit there through burnout and complacency where you don't really acknowledge what you've done. And this celebrating of past successes can also help you achieve a growth mindset because that means that you acknowledge that after all the hard work you put in, you did complete a task and that that task is done. That means you're getting a benefit. That means you know that if you keep working hard through all the bad stuff that comes, you'll eventually get to the next level. And knowing that you're now at that next level can help you want to get to the furthest, the further level. So in the future, I will do a whole episode on growth mindset. I think that will probably be the next one I'm recording. I am planning on recording a bunch of these this week, so I don't have to touch the podcast for a bit because I'm super busy. But you know, you'll you'll still get my regular content and it'll be great. If I do have to take a break, I will let you know because mental health is very important. And because that's such a theme on this podcast, I don't want to sacrifice my mental health in order to tell you about good mental health. Anyways, moving on. The next thing you can celebrate is celebrating your present successes. So those are the successes that pop up. Yay, you got a 90 on a test. Yay, you made it through the week without crying. That could be a success for some people. That was a success for me a few weeks ago. So these are the little successes that come up in your daily life that people do often procrastinate on celebrating because, oh, it's not that big of a deal. It's just one success, but it's super important. So the first thing it does is it gives you an opportunity to appreciate yourself and just love yourself. It's a form of self-care, just knowing who you are and what you've done and acknowledging in the moment that you did something great because it's like training children or the the reward versus punishment conditioning system. I don't remember the name of that, but they say that delayed gratification isn't always the best thing because children will often forget it if they don't get the reward immediately after doing the behavior. So you want to treat yourself like a child. If you do get a 90 on a test, you got a 90 on a test. Go celebrate somehow. It doesn't need to be a huge celebration. I'll get into ways to celebrate later. But just take a chance to appreciate yourself and acknowledge what you did and just get something for that accomplishment. The next thing about celebrating present successes is that it lets you reap the rewards of your efforts to prevent burnout. As I've mentioned, most people tend to procrastinate celebrating their success. And that allows yourself to realize or to perceive that even if you work hard and you do accomplish something, you don't get a break. There's never a break. There's never a relief from the stress that you're enduring. And it's just kind of miserable. So when you celebrate present successes, let's say you reach the next quarter and you sold more than any other trainer in the business, then you take the time, treat yourself to a dinner. And that allows you to know, okay, so whenever I succeed, I know I can get something new. And this can keep you going because you won't feel like, oh, I do all this work and I never get anything out of it because 
I'm always working and nothing comes. And even if I do succeed, it just doesn't really stick to me or anything. It will prevent you from burning out in that way because you will see the fruits of your labor. And the last thing it does is it keeps your motivation high. Having small goals, small measurable, was it smart goals? Yeah, small measurable, attainable. I'm not even going to try to do this acronym. I forgot the acronym. SMART goals. You can look it up yourselves. Um, but you want to have small goals that you, you can see so that you can see yourself reaching them constantly. So maybe you reach one goal a week. I know when I was losing weight, I obviously I had a goal to lose at least 100 pounds. However, if I look at losing 100 pounds as the only goal that I'm going to celebrate, it's going to be pretty depressing because that means even if I lost five pounds, it's yay, five pounds down, 95 left to go. That's not very motivating. So by setting small goals and celebrating these small goals as you go along, you're going to increase your morale and your drive and your energy forward. So this means you can celebrate things that even aren't necessarily accomplishments. Hey, you wrote three pages in that paper that you were procrastinating on for three weeks. That is three pages more than zero, okay? <laughs> so yeah, treat yourself to something because you did do work. It doesn't necessarily need to be those massive successes that you are celebrating because the little successes in life are the things that give us joy and energy throughout the day to just keep moving forward. Without those small successes, things would be kind of mundane. With practicing, that could look like, oh, I spent an hour on this lick and I can finally play it 10 times in a row without messing it up. That's an accomplishment. That might not have been something you do. And maybe you're not celebrating by taking yourself out to dinner every time something like that happens because that could create a negative pattern. But maybe you are telling a friend about it or making sure you tell your teacher about it or recording a video and posting it on social media just to say, look, I accomplished this thing. Hopefully you understand why it's important to celebrate your success now, that it helps you prevent burnout, it keeps your motivation high, it gives you something to look forward to, you can feel a sense of accomplishment, all of these great things. But the next question you have to ask is, how do I celebrate my successes? And that is always the difficult question because since we're reluctant to celebrate success in the first place, it's even harder to figure out what to actually do to celebrate the success. Most people, when they think of celebration are thinking of parties or extravagant meals or treating yourself to that $300 pair of shoes you wanted. Yeah, you can do that, but that might not be the best idea because that might backfire in the end. If you have a goal to save $500 a month and then you're celebrating that you passed the test so you spend 300 of those $500, you're going to have a problem. So let's look at how to celebrate. Actually, before I go into how to celebrate, I do want to mention the topic of rewards versus treats again. I would consider celebrating more along the lines of like treat-like rewards because they are something you get for doing something, yes, but you're not directly associating it 
with something else, if that makes sense. Because I'm not saying every time I run two miles that I'm going to treat or to reward myself by getting ice cream. I've run two miles quite a bit in the last few weeks. And yes, that's still an accomplishment. I still ran two miles. I still acknowledge that that is some success. However, if I was constantly rewarding myself with that, then eventually the ice cream is going to become my motivation for running those two miles rather than just running the two miles to run the two miles. So you want to find a way to reward yourself or to celebrate yourself in such a way that it doesn't necessarily become a reward that you're dependent on. So again, this means that you don't celebrate necessarily every success in a huge way. Maybe it's a small way because even the small things are ways of celebrating. Without procrastinating the success, you save up for a larger celebration at the end of a larger success. And then treats are something you get for just getting them. Treats are definitely beneficial because sometimes if you are burning yourself out and you aren't taking the time to reward yourself, you might need a treat to just keep you engaged. In episode two, Finding Motivation, I mentioned this tactic of rewards versus treats. So if you never had the chance to go listen to that, now you can go back 15 episodes and take the chance to hear what I say about that in that episode. It is a Gretchen Rubin philosophy. I feel like I talk about Gretchen Rubin a lot. It's just because she's a phenomenal author and she has so many theories that have helped me find myself better. I read her books, The Happiness Project, Better Than Before, Happier at Home, The Four Tendencies. She's just written so much that has helped me live a better life in the last year. I don't think I would be who I am right now if I hadn't read or listened to her podcast. Her podcast is called Happier and it is released every Wednesday. So check that out. She's actually very responsive to emails. I sent her an email about how she impacted me and she responded to it and it made me so happy. So yeah, check out her work if you can, if you're trying to look at a way to make yourself feel happier, to stick to habits, to know yourself better. Any of her work will definitely help you get there. Anyways, tangent aside, let's go back to how to celebrate. So tip number one, I got these first three tips. I was talking to Andre the other day and I was just like, how do I celebrate? Because I really don't know how to celebrate myself. I've gotten a lot of successes in the last week and I haven't really celebrated any of them just because I don't know how to celebrate. So when I asked Andre, the first one he said was, well, just eat a good meal. And that one I have done. That's just taking yourself out. Maybe you get Chipotle because you don't get Chipotle often. If you do get Chipotle, there was an episode where I talked about a free life hack for getting free Chipotle all the time. And that is if you leave a negative review and say you want somebody to contact you after a mobile order, they 90% of the time will give you a free entree or a buy one, get one. And I am still riding that wave. So unless Chipotle magically listens to this podcast and comes after me for getting these negative reviews down. I mean, they're always negative experiences. It's not like I'm making up a negative experience. This Chipotle near me, the Chipotle on Charles Street in Baltimore. Oh my gosh. They mess up my order every single time I go there. I'm waiting for half an hour. I was almost late to class the other day because I was waiting for 
Chipotle for literally 40 minutes and nobody had started preparing my mobile order. So I had to stand in the regular line and coach them through making my bowls in order to get it done after half an hour of waiting. And then they forgot my fajita vegetables, which always gets me livid because this is my favorite thing in Chipotle. Anyways, so go to a good Chipotle or go to a better restaurant even and enjoy yourself, have a good meal. Maybe that's even cooking a good meal because you don't often have time to cook. Just do something to really feel satisfied with your food. Another thing Andre mentioned was watching TV. And this is a small way to celebrate success, but it's very much a celebration in of itself. Rather than start the next assignment or work on the next task you have on your to-do list, take a chance to just watch an episode of your favorite show. This is very rejuvenating because it gives you a break and it's a way to just celebrate the fact that you did something. You can also travel. Now, traveling is very expensive, so only do this if you have the funding to do it. I know in the past summer, I went on four different trips with my boyfriend, and my wallet definitely is a lot thinner than it was before this summer right now. I'm slowly getting back up there. But that to say, if you have the money, go on a trip. And you don't have to go with a friend either because maybe your friend doesn't have a financial situation. So go on a solo trip, go somewhere, maybe a city that's like half an hour away and spend a weekend or just spend a day out there just somewhere that's new, a change of pace. So you're different from your environment. And while you're there, you can also get a good meal <laughs> and just take in everything this new location has to offer because there are so many things out there and oftentimes we stay in our own bubbles unless we have an actual vacation, but maybe a leisurely travel session once a week or something to a, a small place, you know, not necessarily like you're going to Chicago or something, but to a small place will help you out to feel rejuvenated. Next on my list is taking time off. I feel like that goes to sit that's self-explanatory you should probably take a little bit of time off after you succeed with something. You, you've earned it. That's honestly can be as little as just taking an hour off or taking an evening off. It doesn't need to be, oh, I'm taking a week off because I accomplished this thing. That's probably going to backfire because you're probably going to freak out the next week because you procrastinated on a week's worth of assignments because you were celebrating yourself. So don't do that. But take a little bit of time off just to just to feel feel your accomplishment and sit in the moment and during that time off get a good meal watch tv go on some traveling <laughs> hang out with a friend because that's my next tip hang out with a friend friends are very supportive or they should be very supportive if they're a good friend and spending time with them to just maybe you're talking about what you just accomplished I would say, yeah, you should tell people uh, about what you did. I'll get back to that later. But hanging out with a friend can allow you to unwind. I know for me, I'm an ambivert or I'm an introverted extrovert. So I get my energy from my social interactions and I do kind of need to hang out with people. And I don't get to do that very often because I'm always working or practicing. 
So when I do get to hang out with a friend, it's a very nice opportunity where I can just spend quality time with another human being and just feel like I'm functioning at my fullest potential. Next, spend extra time on your hobby. Let's say you do something on the side and you're not like me where you turned every single aspect of your hobbies into part of your career. Spend time on the hobby that you've been pushing off a lot recently. So let's say I like to knit and I haven't knit in a few years. So I finally accomplished this thing. I'll take a little bit of time off and rather than kind of goof off with that time off, maybe I'll just spend some time knitting and catch up on that and rekindle that old passion that I used to have before everything got in the way. What is your hobby? I guess that's the first question you need to think of. Maybe it's exercise. I know for me, it's exercise. And I like to take extra time to go on walks if I can. But again, I made every aspect of my hobbies into my career. Like to write, became a writer. Like to talk, became a podcaster. Like to work out, became a trainer. You get the story. Don't do that. Please don't do that. Because right now I don't really have many ways to unwind because I've turned everything I do into a part of my career. So if you're listening to this and you're considering this, don't do it. Just listen to me. No, okay. Jazzy's already burnt out herself at 24 years of age because she decided to turn all these things into her career. So maybe I shouldn't do that. Don't do that, please. Next way to celebrate is to treat yourself to something. So if you fast forward or rewind, I guess about 10 minutes to where I was talking about the difference between rewards and treats, and you go back to episode two, finding motivation, where we talk about treats, you can treat yourself to something. Now, when I'm saying treat yourself to something right here, this is meaning more of a tangible object. So maybe you're going to buy new running shoes. I know I'm planning on buying new running shoes because I completed my half marathon a couple weeks ago. So I'm actually looking forward to that. And even though I'm spending money on it, it's going to be money well spent. So think of something that's related to your success. Maybe if you defended your master's thesis, I guess find something that's going to help you with your next degree. If you're planning on getting a new degree or something that's going to help you in your career, just something that will help you move to the next level. Because yes, we're celebrating, but we also want to think about the next level that we're trying to go to with our growth mindset. Another underrated way of celebrating is to unapologetically tell people. Yes, tell people. There is a level of shame that surrounds celebrating success right now in today's society. For some reason, it's kind of seem as shameful to be excited for something that you have an opportunity to do. It's almost as if talking about your success is going to make other people feel inadequate, which, yes, it does sometimes, but those people have issues of their own that they need to deal with. But you did something great. And yeah, you can acknowledge it yourself and tell your friends and family, but you probably want the whole world to know because that's just a good feeling to know that other people are 
listening to what you have to say and other people can say, hey, you did defend your master's thesis. That's a great thing you just did. So tell people unapologetically. Last week, I heard of a, a credible teaching opportunity that I got and I called up literally everybody I knew. Um, I called up all my friends, all my family. I don't usually talk to my dad very often, but I actually called up my dad. I called up my grandparents too. I was just so ecstatic that I had to tell everybody and it felt good. That was a way of celebrating what I was able to accomplish. And then you can also do this with the Facebook post too. If you are on social media and social media doesn't stress you out, the thing to keep in mind with using social media to do something like this is that you really can't be banking on getting a certain number of likes and comments. If that is what you are looking at when you make this post, then you have more things to worry about. <laughs> because it doesn't matter how many likes and comments you got, the success is still a success. So if posting about it and you only get like 10 likes or something, and that's gonna make you sad, then think twice about posting it because you don't wanna ruin your success by attempting to celebrate a success and watch that kind of fall over. So don't let social media get to you. However, if you accomplish something, tell people, tell the world. They deserve to know, everybody deserves to know. You're allowed to feel accomplished because you did do something. Don't feel shame around that. And my final thing on how to celebrate is to go on a solo date. So this, for me, it would look like getting a really good meal. That would be dressing up, going to a fancy restaurant down the street, getting a table for one and just enjoying myself. Or it could also mean turning on some candlelight, getting a bath bomb, enjoying myself that way, or just spending time with myself in general, reading a book. There's just so many ways to spend time by yourself that are really beneficial, that are very often ignored. So spend time with yourself and get comfortable with your own personality. You are somebody who struggles to spend time with yourself and you're constantly avoiding the alone time to avoid your anxiety or your depression. Then take this chance to spend time with yourself in an enjoyable way rather than be stuck with your anxious thoughts or something. But a solo date is a perfect opportunity to do that. And who else deserves that but you? Because you accomplished something. I hope it wasn't too repetitive with this list. There are so many different ways to celebrate your success. And a lot of the different ways aren't very different when you look at it in a perspective because it's basically just doing something for yourself or making sure other people know. But in general, yes, celebrate yourself. It is very important to celebrate yourself. And hopefully one of these ways of celebrating resonates with you. So with that, I'm going to move on to roses, buds, and thorns. And again, this is a segment I do to cultivate a level of authenticity between me and my listeners because, yeah, um, I'm celebrating my success by talking about it on this podcast. However, not everything in my life is great, and I do kind of have to acknowledge that, and other people should 
say that more too, because too often people only talk about the positive things that happen in their lives um, on social media. I know I sound contradictory, but there are lows and people go through lows. I was having this conversation with Andre the other day where I was talking about all the success I experienced last week. And yes, I am very happy that I experienced the success, but I do know that like a month ago I was very depressed and I was in a low period and I do need to appreciate both the highs and lows of my life in order to appreciate the highs when they do come. I actually don't know why I just said that, but I feel like it's really good advice. So if you needed to hear that, then take it with you at the end of this podcast. Anyways, so roses, buds, and thorns. A thorn is something that went wrong. A bud is something you're looking forward to. And a rose is something that went great. So my thorn this week, I went strength training for the first time. And while that was a great thing, because I really love weightlifting and I haven't done it since I started running much, um, it was not a good thing because I really overreached. I listened to my, my friend Terrence, the other trainer at the gym, who told me, yes, do some power eight sessions. And I was like, oh, okay, I can totally do that. And what a power eight is, for those of you who don't know, is doing eight session, eight sets of eight reps. So that's a total of 64 reps per exercise. And me, just being me, the overachiever I am, was like, oh, you know, I can do this with the 50-pound bar. Like, why, why would I go any lower than that, you know? Because I can do it. I know I used to be able to do it. So, yes, I did 64 reps of deadlifts, squats, and the chest press and rows with a 50 pound barbell. And it that was on Saturday. Today it's Wednesday. That is about five days. And I am still very sore, like very sore. Like I did not want to go on my run yesterday. I made myself go on it, but I'm very sore. And I really should know better because I am a trainer and I know how the science of this works, but I overreached. And now I know not to do that again, but I probably will do it again. So I will keep you posted on what my gym regimen ends up being. I know I'm starting to train for a marathon, so I'm going to do a lot less strength training, probably a lot less of of that, so I'm not messing up my legs, but I'll keep you all posted. My bud this week is uh, my boyfriend is coming to visit tomorrow, so I am very excited because I haven't seen him since August, the beginning of August, not even like the end of August. So that is about doing math. That is about three months. And I'm just super excited to be in his company again, because it's been a while and long distance isn't that hard, but it's not easy either. Because nowadays, thankfully, you got video chat and you got the phone and you can kind of make things work, but there's nothing that compares to being in the presence of the other person. So I'm very much looking forward to that. We're probably going to go to D.C. Um, we're going to go apple picking, go on a nice date because we're hitting eight months as of today. So, Yeah. And my rose this week, I got a new position. I got several new positions this week. But 
because I'm going to be recording a bunch of these episodes this week and I need to save roses for other days, I'm going to talk about this one. So this one is uh, the Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Secretary for Peabody. There is um, a committee of diversity, equity, and inclusion, and they needed a secretary, and I applied, and at first I didn't get the position, but then the person who got the position had to drop out, so then I was the runner-up, and I ended up getting the position. And I've done a lot of diversity, equity, inclusion work in my past, especially at Ithaca College. I did so much. I was on their committee there. I did a lot of research projects, and I just have so much experience doing this work because I, I, view, I believe this work is very valuable. And I'm glad that I'm getting paid to do it because that means I get to spend time putting in the effort for this diversity, equity, inclusion stuff. And I get paid for my labors, which has never actually happened before. Even though I'm not actually on the committee, I am just a secretary, so I do just take minutes, and I'm not really supposed to have an opinion presently in the in the meetings. My my supervisor said that she's open to listening to what I have to say after the meetings, which means I do get some level of input because she is an associate dean. So I'm very excited to make a difference by supporting this group and keeping them forward because Peabody does need a lot to change. They are making a lot of changes. There is a lot going on right now. However, there just needs to be more action and it needs to be organized action. So in this way, I am moving forward and I'm giving back to the community that I'm going to get my doctorate from. So that concludes this week ep week's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you have a chance, leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and share with your friends and family. It really means a lot when other people share this podcast because it means that I'm making a difference. Otherwise, I don't really know how much I'm doing because I do have some friends who listen and it's nice to hear that those friends listen, but I don't know who else everybody is. So it's nice to hear that more than my three friends who tell me they listen to the podcast, listen to the podcast. So if you listen, please let me know. I do want to know who you are. So you can send me an email at piggitjasmine at gmail.com. Or you can find me on social media that will be covered in the outro. Or you could just tag me in a post or something. But let me know that you're listening and I'll keep posting episodes. So have a great week. Celebrate your successes. Don't procrastinate on that. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Harmony and Healing. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Harmony and Healing Podcast. And you can find me personally at The Jazzy Tubist on both Facebook and Instagram. And at my website, jasminepiggett.com. I'll see you next Thursday. Thank <laughs> you.